Zero Prank House from EFP, Monday, December 18th, 2017. I'm going to get into a few topics today, but most of all, convention play and how do you prep for it. Organizing my adventures and how I do them. Immersion, midwinter and non-con I'll be at in the next two months. And of course, finalizing the first season of Plotted Adventures. That's right, three episodes will be coming to an end finally for Crimson Chains. I know it's been a long time coming. And that's going to be the breakdown for the show, so let's dig in. So convention season is around the corner, and we have a ton of it in the Midwest. Coming up this first month alone, the first week is Evercon, ran by Brett from Gaming and BS. I believe the convention dates are the January 5th through the 7th. So we have that going on. Nice little small con. Should be super, super fun. On top of that, we're in Milwaukee. We have Midwinter Con. Midwinter is our local convention area for, like, used to be LARPs, but now it's LARPs and RPGs. The Non-Con, which is ran by Storm Bunny Studios, Jay Sonia, sponsored by 8th Street Alehouse, a bunch of drinking, small, quaint, like, maybe 80-person convention. Some of my best gaming I've had is there. Going into the next month, we have GaryCon, which is huge. So we're hitting the season where GMs and players have a lot of gaming to do. GMs have a lot of prep to do, and players got to learn how to play at games and be on their behavior. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, these two topics. So with that said, let's talk about it. Topics for convention play. As a player, when you get ready to sit down, remember these few things. One, these GMs aren't getting paid. They're here to run you a good game. And... Sit down, be transparent, let them know you have an event coming up. Say, hey, I have an event coming up. It's in four hours. Can we quit like 15 minutes early or 20 minutes early so I can get food in between? Most GMs would be happy to do that. Two, remember you have other players with you. Have fun. Don't don't harsh the mellow, man. No, seriously, though, like have a good time with these guys. These are people you don't get to play with often. Learn from them. Teach them if you have to teach them. Ask who's new players when you sit down if you're experienced in the game and do your job as part of the community to teach these people how to play a game they don't know. That, that's, that's what we do as players. Remember to turn your phone off. Keep it on vibrate while you're there and once you're to game. Um, if you have a text or something important coming through, just let the players and GMs know, hey, listen, XYZ is going on, hospital work, whatever. They don't need details. Just let them know. As a GM, let's talk about prepping. Prepping is difficult. You can go ahead and prep for a four-hour session have none of it work, none of it used. And I believe that organizing my adventures, I do two things. Um, let's talk about the timing first. I don't believe in doing a four-hour block or six-hour block. I believe doing a three-and-a-half or a five-and-a-half. Fifteen minutes of that is break time. Fifteen minutes is the end is making sure everybody had a good time, that they enjoyed what, their play, what they played. And I really believe in this style because you're going from one event to another, give people time in between. The next thing is, are you doing pre-written or custom? I believe do what you're comfortable with. At a convention, a lot of things can happen. If you can read an entire pre-written adventure, sit down, have it memorized, and run that kind of game, that's what you should be doing. Don't go too far out of your element. If you're going to go out of your element, add something new. Maybe if you have to run that thing five, six times, to add a custom element each time for yourself to keep your sanity. I do what I'm comfortable with. I have a plot web, and I run a custom game. I highly recommend just note cards on the fly, easier. The things that make you look bad as a GM is not having a list of names ready, not having a list of items ready, and not knowing the rules. 
The last one, you can fudge a little bit. I mean, no GM knows the rules inside now. Let's be real. How do you handle that, though? Do you prep everything up front? Do you have to read everything? Sometimes people don't give you stuff till you get at the con. So I believe in having a backup, a universal adventure I can run in any system that allows me to go, shit, I didn't study for this, or, okay, there's more people than I needed, or, uh, man, this adventure is not written, or I didn't get all the content for it. I need to have something ready to run myself, something I want to run. I'll have something I can universally change between fantasy, sci-fi, or whatever, and I have little notes for myself that is always with me. I have it on my phone, as a matter of fact. So these are the kind of things I do as a GM, and the things that players should be doing as well. Most of all, though, roll dice, have fun together. Remember, this is a community of people who like to do the same damn thing as you, and that makes us really, really fucking lucky. So next, I'm going to go into immersion at conventions, and is it possible? Immersion at a convention can be difficult. I understand that. Everybody does. LARPers, though, have been doing it for a long time, and I want to take a note from them on how you can do it at your table. Let's say you're running Adventurers League. Handouts are great. Tactile stuff helps a lot in a loud environment. But to do that, you need to be prepared. And that doesn't mean you have to make things specific. Maybe you can have a bag of tricks. For example, are there bones in the game? Is there something that they're finding? Is there a letter? Is there some form of textual fabric that you can have and bring to the table to explain something that they're touching? Or maybe you have a jar that has a bunch of liquid or some form of non-harmful thing in it that people have to reach in and pull stuff out. This idea of immersion at a table, even if it's just one set piece in your three, three and a half hour game session, will allow players to feel like they're part of it. If you can do a little more prep, you can do things like good documents. There's great ways to print things off texture, burn edges, coffee stain it, make things feel relevant. And you can keep reusing that because honestly, the more beat up it feels, the better it's going to feel, the more real it's going to feel, the more immersion you are going to get from it. These kind of things are just small tips that you can do at a gaming convention to make your session that much better and elevate it above what a normal tabletop experience would be. Now there's a difference though. Sometimes you get lucky and it's a small con and you get a little conference room. I'll be having this coming up at uh, non-con and also at midwinter. The idea of having a small room means you can get roleplay heavy. You could have voices ready if you do voices. Not only could you have the tactile pieces that you hand out, you can use music to bring people into there. Have a little soundtrack ready on your phone and a little speaker that you can play it out of because you're in a room where noise is not going to be bothering your group. You can close that door and enjoy it. I don't recommend using music in large atmospheres because it does two things. Uh, it distracts tables near you and they're probably not going to be able to hear the thing, so you probably wasted your time. I have done a tour of gotten cheap earbuds before, though, and sent everybody a website and said, listen to this to set you in the mood for what we're getting ready to play. Really cool idea on how to do it, um, and super cheap to do. People throw away those little iPhone earbuds all the time. You can get those things cheap on eBay. Last, if you want people to feel your setting, there are two things that are pivotal if you can't do music. And I like to do a screen sheet style art page, an image sheet that shows what things look like in the world from the environments they're going to be in to what people dress like to maybe even what those characters look like with just some image searches on Google. And I like to take that artist's name and put it below because if people really love their stuff, you're helping that artist since you're using their image for free just to put it at the bottom. It takes two seconds. And if people have that name of the artist on their page, leave it. I don't understand the point of cutting it off. 
I'd rather see people get jobs out of me running a game than not. So think about that as you pick stuff that they have. But just put a sheet together. Put them all together in one thing. You can do it in a lot of different programs. GIMP is free. Hell, you can do it on your phone with that image um, layout app for Instagram. Man, I was losing the word there. You can put that stuff together and make a good sheet and show people. And even share it digitally if people want to see it digitally. If you don't have time to print it or have the ink for it, just have it prepared. Have a folder ready on your phone. But that's it for kind of how to handle immersion in a loud environment or in a quiet environment. But I recommend giving it a shot. Try one thing. And be transparent when you start up front with your group. If you haven't heard the transparency episode episode before, tell them up front what you're going to be doing. Let them know that there might be a little bit more immersion than they're used to. Let them know. Be willing to try this out with me. Um, and if you are going to touch anyone during this, like grab their shirt or anything, get consent before you start. Let people know and give them that X card to touch. Because sometimes you can go a little further by getting up and yelling at them in person if people are into doing that. But let your players know. Don't scare them. So now I'm going to move into what the hell I'll be doing at these two conventions coming up. So I'll be at two conventions coming up in the next couple of months. In January, I'll be at Midwinter with TPK and Storm Bunny. I'll be either at TPK's booth um, for buying and selling and whatnot. I will be there answering questions and doing stuff for plotted adventures and working on Bloodlines and Black Magic. But I will also be running games there. I'm probably going to run a Bloodlines and Black Magic with Jay. We have some kind of crazy stuff related to what I just talked about with Immersion. And I think we're going to bring it to Midwinter. We have a private room, and you're going to be able to get a little bit of an experience. Uh, we're looking to be able to sell the PDFs while we're there as well. Don't hold your breath. We're kind of waiting for some last-minute stuff to come in from backers so we can include them into the book. It looks pretty amazing. I'm super excited about it. But at Midwinter, I'll be doing that. And if you find me and want to play something that I don't have prep, let me know. Or tell me in advance, and I'll bring something with me. You want to play War Paint, my... Ghost in the Shell meets uh, Pacific Rim. I can bring that with us to play. And then if you're interested in playing something like Numenera or anything from Monty Cook Games, I'd be more than happy to run that as an asset manager from them. Next up is going to be NonCon. This is my convention of kicking back, playtesting, and hanging out with friends that I only see once a year even though they live close. So Shibuya NonCon is going to be taking place the first week in February. Tickets are going to be on sale any day now. And this is a really small cutoff. Um, we think we're only going to do 80 people, is what Jay was saying, and this is at 8th Street Ale House in Sheboygan. This is a really tight group of people who sit down and play some really deep games, have fun, drink together, and just experience gaming on that old-school, small level with new games. I know there'll be a lot of 5e there, board game, card games. There's a guy who brings a whole collection and runs. I'll be running Bloodlines there at least one game. I know I'll be running Warpaint, and there is a chance... Then I'm going to be running my custom world, Athantia, as well. Two of those are going to be in the Cypher system. The other one, obviously, is 07. So if you're looking to play some new stuff, sign up, join up, let me know you're going to be there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's all I really have for what's going on. Oh, wait, no, I lied. I do have something else for you guys. I am going to be releasing the third and final part of season one of Crimson Chains. One came out last year, two came out last month, and three is going to be coming out this month. If you don't know what that is, it's part of my Patreon project. Plotted Adventures is simple, easy GM solution to prepping. It comes with a map, a plot web that you highlight and mark things off on, and audio notes that you can put on your phone, listen to, and refer back to if you forgot how something works. 
The concept is to give you a loose idea of how to run the adventure so you can fill it in with whatever you need. These are systemless. This is a very dark adventure following a person who has went through a ritual or a curse. I don't want to spoil what it actually is. And they're slowly turning into a dark fey creature. Without saying anything else, it gets really, really evil really, really fast. Not for the faint of heart if it's ran by a darker GM. Um, I've been playtesting it in Shadows of the Demon Lord system. I've also playtested it in Cypher. And I think I'm going to playtest it in 5e just to make sure it works. The concept, there's an easy and medium and a hard setting, or I should say difficulty, where you fill in those numbers for the things in your game or your system that has checks. Really simple, really clean. It is made for the GM who wants the light prep. And with everyone working nowadays, I found audio is easy to listen to. Hell, you're listening to this right now. So that is why I develop Plotted Adventures. You can find it on my Patreon project, patreon.com slash ericfrankhousepresents. And it's also going to be coming to DriveThruRPG within the next 30 days. The first episode is going to be one of those pay-what-you-want. The second one will come out as a price point, kind of gauging what everyone thinks you know, it's worth to them. The second one is a much more polished piece since I, I learned what I was doing. And I'm going back and fixing the first one right now to be able to release it in that same quality. First one's in color. Second and third will be in black and white. I did that as a way to show what color will be like when Patreon level hits that high. But because of the time commitment right now, I'm keeping it at that black and white level for now. So if you haven't looked at it, check it out. Come join the community and talk. Um, I really like having people talk to. I do this because I feed off the interaction. I am a not an introvert. I am an extrovert for sure. If you met me at conventions, I love talking to people, meeting new people, doing things, shaking hands, having a beer, all that kind of stuff. And Patreon allows me to do that with a community that is involved. Last, if there is something you'd like to see on this podcast or hear on this podcast, let me know. Call in on the Anchor app. It's down below. All you do is hit the button, leave a message. We've had a few call-ins over the last couple months. I want more. I want a lot more of them, especially with me getting ready to do a choose-your-own-adventure on here for you guys. I need interactive people. So, download the app, hit the button. Now, I will say EFP is also a podcast now. Whatever podcatcher you use, you can just type in EFP, find that compass with the EFP on it, and you found the podcast. That's it for me today. I hope you guys had a great week. We're going into the Christmas season. I am still going to record something on probably things you should buy this year or ask for for Christmas. Some unique gaming things from high price point to low that if you haven't done it, you should absolutely be looking into it. That's all for me, guys. I hope you have a great day. Go grab a beer, roll some dice, enjoy this weekend. EFP out. So here's a little plot hook for you this weekend, or this week, as you prepare for whatever it is you're about to run. I have a really good idea that I'm going to share with you. This might be an ongoing segment of the show. The first thing that your players kill in the upcoming session have that personality ready. What they do, how they do it, the way they talk, have that personality ready. Because this is how you're going to make an intelligent weapon. When they kill that person, describe a transference of something into the weapon they are using. A gun if it's modern, a sword, a knife, whatever it may be, and have it become intelligent and speak to them. Now you can do this two ways, depending on the type of player that you're dealing with. You could make them kill that thing and it come out and have it be something kind and nice to them. It could be something that is evil if your players are evil and they want that kind of nourishment. And you now have a device 
to help drive players like a GM version of Jimmy the Cricket, but make it part of the story. Make that personality so deep that they don't want to let go of the weapon. And if they do let go of the weapon, give it to another NPC and make them wish they wouldn't have. Make it show up. Make uh, dreams happen. Maybe this person was magical and now every time someone else dies in the area that this weapon kills, the person who caused this in that party gets dreams every night until they find that weapon and hunt them down. This is what happens if they give up that weapon. The idea of an intelligent weapon is something that I have always loved in gameplay. I wanted to know how you can involve it and not just hand them something with personality. Instead, make it a cause and effect. The players cause harm, kill something or murder something, and now that personality is embedded in that weapon. Take this plot hook, run with it in your next game, and enjoy. Have a good day, guys.